so all right so, so we gotta we gotta get raymond pretty keep, soon keep so, your what? voice down what's the problem alex is sleeping he's always sleeping but he has been having a little bit of trouble lately okay what is he didn't want what? me to tell you this but you know how he's been campaigning with santa and they've been you know working burning the candle at both ends Santa needed Alex to, because he's not from here. He has his, you know, main place in the North Pole, but of him course. and the elves are staying down here so much that they're staying at Alex's house. They're filling up all the bedrooms. Alex has so many bedrooms, by the way. It's he's got a, a beautiful very big home. house. Yeah, um, very big house. But there's so many elves that they're all sleeping with Alex too. Like mm. Alex has that mm. beautiful California king. Jingle jangle. <laughs> <laughs> And it's I, just listen, full of elves, like sixteen got, elves. That's that's a lot of elves. But we got campaigning to do, man. We got it. We got to make this happen. And we do have to do the show. Yeah, do I got to wanna... wake him up. All right, Alex, get up. Uh, not now, Mister Jingle. Go cuddle with someone else. I will. I will do no such thing. I'm going to. I want to cut. I want. No, hold on a second. I want you up. We got to do the. We got to do some campaigning. Oh, get, uh, get up. Get up. Get oh, up. Oh, oh, we got damage control. Mike, what are you doing in my bed again? What? <laughs> so first of all all the elves have left as you can clearly see they they they've up and gone for the day you're oh, the only have. one left you're being unproductive and we got we got damage control to do my man excuse me do you think this just happens i need my beauty sleep man uh, listen i saw legolas in here earlier i assume <laughs> that uh that that just kind of rubs off on you so i think that that's that's probably fine well i mean i don't know about you something rubbed off on me last night i'm not sure what it was though <laughs> It's a weird night, boys. Probably was legless, to be clear. Yeah, like, it probably bit, was. He's a bit of a perv. Yeah, that's okay, though. So damage control, what do you mean? Okay, Adam, get in here. You're, you're yeah. with us now. Hey, yeah. oh, Alex, this bedroom is is beautiful. I love these, what are Thank these, 14-foot ceilings? Yes, uh, ignore the ignore the cookie crumbs and uh, elf jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was uh, tinsel. <laughs> It's so that's that's, it's that's so the slang sparkly. for it. That's the slang. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh that actually that actually oh, kind of ruins Christmas for me, if uh, I'm being honest. I just looked at your your laptop is open here. I, there's a lot of certain Do you know about incognito mode? It's it's all tinsel and uh, uh wreath. apparently someone doesn't. Wreath job. Keebler rule 34. I don't understand. This is uh mm-hmm. this is a lot. <laughs> anyway, um do you want to head out to the recreational vehicle so we can do the podcast? And uh, we also need to talk about, obviously, the campaign. Yeah, uh, Which has been rocked seismically by the yeah. events of the debate and the yeah, ones that followed. Yeah, it went great. The debate went great, but you remember Dickie announced that Schwimmer is his running mate now. Isn't he that guy who owns that uh, owns that uh pool downtown what is it called safety swim no 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 that's 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 dave swimmer we're talking about oh. dave swimmer that's very oh, different okay. dave swimmer the guy from friends he you, you got you remember he used to work for us but then dicky just dropped the bomb that he's that that he's now the running mate i'm, I'm explaining this to you because you're half asleep i know that you know this already <laughs> right but, like we, you kicked his ass in the debate, but since then he's been on fire. I really like Schwimmer was clearly a mole the whole time. This is wow. this is a problem. We have hired a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of very famous people. I will. I might add. He doesn't work. He was a 
he was in There Goes My Hero, the mentoring program that Pastrami started where you learn life lessons through sandwiches. And unfortunately, that has backfired on us because, you know, we kind of had the lock on testosterone in this town. Mm-hmm. But I saw when Schwimmer left, I saw him sneaking out of there with a crate of um, boar's head testosterone. Uh, emphasis on the head. So you're saying that he's he's trying to break into our testosterone market? I mean, trying. I I was driving down, Mike, you know, the street in Limbrook. You were driving by, down Catalpa? Yes, of course. And uh, I saw in the window of the old, the like lawnmower store, <laughs> the window of that store that used to sell lawnmowers and then went out of business when Limbrook went all succulents and pebbles. Um, not because there wasn't any water, but because they decided they were too good for it. Um, mm-hmm. As it do. They went out of business. In that window now is this giant poster, uh, kind of a menacing, like, uh, Kim Jong-un, like, you know, propaganda poster that just says absolutely nothing else, but coming soon, Testosterone. Oh, the son of a ah, bitch. shit. I ah. think Schwimmer sold us out. He stole the testosterone formula, gave it to Tyrone Dickey, and now Tyrone is working our side of the street. Catalpa. I, I gotta say, like, listen, listen. This just this is just another reason my friends is the worst thing to ever be created in the history of humanity. Like, this is this is not okay. This is all this is worse that like we were not on a break. We were not on a break. Well, with, Schwimmer with is getting so jacked now that he he's eating original testosterone and now he's eating testosterone. So he's like double dosing. He's incredibly oh, jacked. He's walking around yelling at people in the street. You know, I saw him walk up to Mrs. Henderson the other day and he said, you know, we're not on a break, but I'm a break you. And then he uh, poor Mrs. Henderson. Luckily, people intervened, but they it took like 50 men to hold him back. And these are those, big testosterone men. Yeah, and those, all of those people were all in line to get with Mrs. Henderson. As we know, <laughs> she's the new most popular person well, in Lindbergh. This did occur to me, by the way, that we need to make one thing clear. The Mrs. Henderson that we've run into previously is the mother of Michael Henderson DDS. Yes, who not is the wife. married. To his wife, who is now whose the town name harlot. is Dorothy. Dorothy, Dorothy Henderson. Yes. Uh, just to keep that, the, the Henderson family is very powerful in this town. They're, but, they're the Murdochs of uh, of Blimbrook. The yeah. support is crucial. Yeah. And we're trying to get their endorsement. I don't think Tyrone's going to get their endorsement after this. I think we've got the. We know we've got Michael Henderson DDS. Alex, yeah. I believe. You've got Dorothy Henderson. Uh, you know, Which you're also, on. You're on top of that, so to speak. Well, oh, that also might cost more. us. That might cost us the 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 Michael Henderson vote. Now that I'm thinking about it, if that gets out, we'll keep it in. He seems like a defeated man, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's fine. We have, unfortunately, I think we've stood idly by as Mrs. Henderson was uh, her hassled by the Joker's. Um, have we? But yeah, I and then guess. I think we may have hit her with a bus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a weird, uh, we had a weird summer. We had. Well, a, I'm glad yeah. that. I mean, it's bad, 
But uh, honestly, the fact that Schwimmer is berating Mrs. Henderson is probably a mark in our favor. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like given the two choices, and there are only two choices now, we've beaten out, you know, the major parties, Green, Libertarian, have been run out of town, run out of the race, and now it's it's basically neck and neck. It's like 50-50, Alex and Tyrone. Mm-hmm. And I guess the strategy that he's taking is whoever gets the most big boys in the streets, intimidating voters, toppling mailboxes, toppling... Look, we're the only uh, place in North America that has a London-style phone booth on not only every corner, but every square of pavement. Pavement, um, not sidewalk. Um, Correct. We have, per capita, the most London phone booths uh, in the world. And the only ones in North America that were authentically put in the ocean and pushed over here. Which is what? uh, From London itself. I mean, they aren't used now anyway because of, you know, cell phones and stuff. But even back then, they there was the whole controversy with that mayor because they were all just fucking rusted. There was that one woman. Well, yeah, they were incredibly wet. Yeah, there was that one woman that tried to call uh, that tried to call and order a pizza at one of them. But when she picked up the microphone, a shark just jumped out at her. It was it was really rough. No, that's right. The microphone. Oh right, no, yeah, because yeah, they the, were the telephone, yeah. they were basically PA systems where you would go in there and you would just <laughs> holler into it. <laughs> exactly, it was a precursor, and you had to, to be the careful. Vehicle. You yeah. had to be careful because some of them were those like record your own music video karaoke booths. Some of them were passport photos, and some of them were announcing your. So if you thought you were, you know, going to um, record your own cover of. Uh, what's that song? Creed, arms wide open. You, you know, you want to be careful that you're not getting into the PA system one because you're, you know, you're out there singing your your heart out. Like uh, nobody wants to know that Creed is your go to karaoke song. Long Island's own Scott Stapp. No. Um, That's a, yeah. no, no, no. The only person that gets to claim Long Island's own is Billy Joel. We know this. Yeah, by law. Well, yeah. and Billy Joel was honestly the biggest champion of those phone booths that this town has ever seen um i believe he was trying to get a thing going where they were sort of like those you ever see that domino's commercial with that self-driving thing that's delivering a pizza whilst avoiding the noid no idea what you're talking about if i'm being completely honest with you you don't this know the a, noid this is a deep cut even for me I it's don't not know this the is noid. a current commercial um, is it mike yeah i don't know the noid maybe four years ago <laughs> Um, that's not current. Maybe that's not current. That's last decade. Basically, he wanted a system where you could get into a phone booth. You would dial a secret number, uh, and then it would drive you to Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and instead of accessible seating, you know, for people using wheelchairs and their companions, it would just be that row would be a row of phone booths <laughs> that would park there, and through Bluetooth technology would sync with the audio on the stage. It would be a totally immersive experience, door to door. And I I was a major investor in this. We know. But unfortunately, it turned out to be absolutely impossible. The garden was having none of it. The, you know, the street people were out were having none of it. I mean the people uh, yes, who, the, the Department people. of Transportation um 
yeah, it was a very unpopular idea, and I lost a lot of money on it. What were uh, we talking I don't know about? Why, I don't know why we did a deep dive on the history of these things. We all know this. We all lived through these things. Well, uh, and but- the, the important thing to remember about these things, which we got an the town got an excellent deal on them, because you ever hear about that? This is another thing you probably don't know about, because apparently you were born under a rock and have lived under a rock every day of your life and will die under because a rock. Because I don't know the Noid. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, it's not that you don't know the Noid. It's that you don't know that specific commercial from several years ago that they brought the Noid back for. I didn't know there was a Noid the first time, so I guess that was Mike. Really out of it. You are getting me annoyed. Let's just continue. Hey. You know hey. how that shipping container full of Garfield alarm clocks fell off the off of a barge off the coast of France, and now they're all washing up on a beach in France. Yes, I do know this story. Actually, that makes me laugh a lot. Our foam booths fell off the Titanic. Why was the Titanic? The Titanic was carrying those foam booths? Yeah. There was, you know, now that, I, now that you mention it, there was a, um, that that is actually in real life what Rose was, flo- was floating on. Rose was floating on a telephone booth that uh, Leo couldn't get on. It was actually the real Leo DiCaprio. He was re- reincarnated just, well, for Leo, the, just for the movie. Leo the first, of course. Yeah. Leo DiCaprio mm-hmm. the first. Uh, still, still a bad dude. Still a predator. Uh, was trying to was trying to get with Rose, and uh, yeah, that's when she floated away on the telephone booth, and he couldn't get on it because she had to make a call, and she only had enough change for <laughs> for five minutes. So, but basically, you know, all that aside, any progress that we were going to make as a community on the self driving phone booth system, if Tyrone wins, is completely scrapped. My mm-hmm. hope for reviving that with the money that we're making from testosterone. I haven't told you guys about this, but I am I am working in the lab late each night. You know, me and Billy are in there. We got a bunch of wheels. We fe- we A shipping container full of wheels fell off of the Lusitania uh, during World War II, one, um, and it washed up here like most things do. So we're just in there. We're working on these things. But it, not if Tyrone wins the mayoral race. We're fucked. No one's going to want this. He's going to institute martial law. Yeah, and we can't have Marshall back under the law. No, Jude's brother? No. No, all our homies hate Marshall. Well, I know know that Santa, Alex, is feuding with Marshall. Uh, I believe they're fighting over Dorothy Henderson. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, it's a whole thing. Dorothy can't be held down. Are you kidding me? You can't fight over her. She's She's a free spirit. Yeah, you can't hold her down. Come on, get out of here. I love that Mrs. Claus... Mrs. Yeah, Claus say, wait, knows is- that Santa's down here doing this, right? Santa brought all the elves down here to work on your campaign, but I haven't seen Mrs. Claus. She doesn't, Mrs- she's never, I haven't seen her in town. It, does she know? You know, I actually haven't seen her either. Um, did, Santa, did Mrs. Claus go poly? This is great. I mean, this is this Or is, is Mrs. This Claus This has nothing being- to do with polyamory. She, we just haven't seen her. She's uh, probably back at the wait, North wait, Pole, wait. right? Alex, your computer's still open. What are your iMessages? Who's Mrs. C? That is Mrs. Caffaroni from down the street. Oh, thank goodness. I thought oh, it was Mrs. Well. Claus. And no, I mean, for, 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 for your question about the actual like subject of the message, I am uh, like learning to become a gynecologist, which is why <laughs> we were talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was gonna. I noticed what drew my eye to it was the eggplants and water droplet emojis. But then, yeah, there's a very detailed. It looks like you copied this from 
Grey's Anatomy or something, like very detailed gynecological uh, description. Is this well, you spelled, know me. drawn drawn out entirely in emojis? Is this like, for her still... benefit? Did she yeah. ask you? To... Or is this I... about her? I don't know the correct answer to get out of okay, this. Okay, we don't want to pry, but I did oh, notice you that you also... you don't want to pry? No, it just happens to be... You're airplaying to your 80-inch TV on the wall across from your bed. So, oh. I mean, it's hard not to look. But Whoops. I'm also noticing that you are texting with Mrs. Claus, and <laughs> the amount of... The amount of uterine descriptions that are in your text with Mrs. Caffaroni are, they pale in comparison to, this is one of the longest texts I've ever seen. I mean, it just keeps going. You're really, you're describing the fallopian tubes in more detail than I thought was possible. And you're really telling a story with it. Long text uh, messages, you know, that's why they say I got fast fingers. You know, (laughs) I just want to say, this is... Listen, to what each happened? your own, but so far we've learned about your we in the in the twenty minutes since we've come in here, I've learned about your sexual escapades with the forty plus elves that were sitting in this room, you and your tinsel, your your Mrs. Cafferoni, and you're cheating on her with Mrs. Claus, the wife of your running mate. I'm just saying And Dorothy like, Henderson. And don't forget about Dorothy Henderson. I'm just saying. You're a politician. You're can, yeah. You're is, playing with fire here. You're, you're like this could. You're about to get Gary Harded. Do you know that reference, Mike? Nope. This okay. is this could. This could be. Uh, this could be a one hell of an October surprise in 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 the next coming weeks. I, yeah. I don't know, man. It'll be a real April surprise. Yeah. You think we should get out in front of this? Um. You know what? I think maybe just because of how close the race is right now. I'm going to say we put this under wraps. I mean, okay. I think we have a chance at winning this. We've got like 50% of the vote right now. I am a little worried because when Schwimmer left Pastrami's deli with the case of testosterone, he also had my Rolodex of enemies. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a, I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Nixon, but um, okay. he had... He, I was at Barnes. I was at Barnes and Noble, and I was in the self help section, and they had something called the Nixon Method, um, which was written, of course, by Cynthia Nixon, and it was all about like tape all your conversations. Check already doing that. Um, we are, yeah, and you know, Wait, hold on, hold on. I thought we were waiting until the Lenovo booted up. What do you mean we've been recording? Oh, welcome back to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Continue. Wait, what the fuck? What the fuck? What are you talking about? Yeah, I asked Alex to start recording as soon as uh, he went to sleep, just in case. Because I knew we were going to have to come over and wake him up. Guys, that means that that, that we have a live recording of Legolas shooting tinsel. (laughs) (laughs) We don't. We should. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to edit it, and it's just going to be from when we officially start the show. But let me finish telling you about the Nixon method. Record all your conversations. Check already doing that. Make lists of your enemies. And get jowl implants, which I'm working on. But So I had this big list of my enemies. I was putting your enemy because I don't have that many enemies. I have like Smash Mouth and um, I can't, I honestly can't think of anyone else other than Steve Harwell. Smash Mouth is a huge one. Yeah, Yeah, he murdered, remember how Smash Mouth murdered Julius Pringle 
uh, yeah, <laughs> twelve weeks. Yeah, that's, ago. That's, that's, forget <laughs> We're about really that, yeah. coming back to all the all the milestones. Um, so I was pulling like your enemies into it, Alex's enemy. I mean, I had the flat earthers by name, Dylan, of course, his wife, Dylan yep. Ita. Um, yes. I had like uh, the French Macron. Um, I just Trudeau's and, kind of neutral, but I'm sure he would he would he wouldn't exactly. He's be mostly into hockey now. He's starting his own amateur hockey league, I think, in Ottawa. Um, Which is weird because Ottawa has an NHL team. He doesn't, but he doesn't want. He wants to do it his own way, which no. is no pads, mm. no pants, no problem. Just we've made a lot of enemies in eighteen weeks, guys. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, I I saw him leaving with my enemies list, and then next thing I know, he's Tyrone is doing campaign events all over town. He went to Idlewild Pines, the RV park that my nemesis koa owns um where you know remember the scene of the bloody massacre that i conveniently abandoned um and then i saw that he actually was at that starbucks bathroom that mike frequents oh no i think he's getting in with the flat earthers and the french and all the people that hate me alex i don't think has made any enemies at this point um, just love yeah i mean just the, until uh, if we don't edit this yeah, he's made a lot of lovers, not so many haters. Um, and some political opponents, but nothing personnel. Kid, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm getting a little worried that Tyrone might be assembling our enemies to take us down in the race. And... Holy shit. They're forming like a suicide squad? No, yeah. It is, it's it's the original. Which, which one came first? Suicide squad or the suicide squad? No, the. Just Suicide Squad. Thank you. The, the, the sequel anything. was the. Okay, the suicide sequel squad, was the. Then the. Okay, so it was the. It's the first one. It's uh. Is that Will Smith? Is Will Smith in the first one? Yeah. Yeah, but he. Yeah, but he got kicked out because you know. Because of slap. <laughs> he slapped everybody. They kicked him out of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he is a pre, he's got he's got a pretty you know good shot like he had good aim that was his oh problem. no yeah too well too too good a name. Um, but yeah, I think they're assembling a sort of suicide squad. And Will Smith is there. He's turned on us as well, apparently. Uh, I fair. guess he's always been our enemy because I sued yeah. him for, <laughs> in one of my favorite details, <laughs> I sued him for claiming to be able to solve a Rubik's cube. <laughs> that's right. This that's a Baronis. You got to go hear that. That's, that's one of my favorite. Go to the Baronis Zonis. Um, Wait, why am I talking? This is going to be edited out. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Okay, okay yeah. so look. Damage control done. We have figured out what we're going to do, which is not acknowledge Alex's numerous affairs. <laughs> um, and I don't think we're going to do any proactive measures right now. We're just going to keep the, stay the course, keep campaigning, keep canvassing, keep going door to door, handing out free sandwiches. You know. Good yeah. plan. Go team. Okay, so should we head to the recreation? Let's head to the let's. Oh, Alex, uh, I love your trellis over here that's coming out of your window. This ivy is beautiful. You mind if we just scurry down this uh, Ramio style? Why not just use the fire escape or the elevator that's right there, or the fire pole through the or through the, the water or, or the water slide? You have. I, I know Guinness came by and congratulated you for this. The most. 
means of getting downstairs in a single house. I like I like getting from the second floor to the first floor a different way every day and then never using them again. So, I mean, you guys One can do done. any of these. I've done them all. I'm going to use the, the bungee cord because that just got installed. Okay, I'm going to do the zip line. Uh, Mike? I'm just going to I'm just going to take the stairs. <laughs> oh, be careful. Uh we had to take out the railing to make room for the uh the slip and slide. Ooh, the 45 degree slip and slide. Thanks for the heads up. You're welcome. Okay. Be careful, it's slippery. All right. Well, I'll see you guys in there when we record uh our breakdown of season 2 episode 18 of Everybody Loves Raymond, The Family Bed. We'll be right back after that. <laughs> Okay, uh, suggestion is violin. Uh, I've been waiting for this concert for like eight months. We've been we've had these tickets reserved. Uh, Al, aren't you excited? Don't call me Al. You can call me Al. Hi, Weird Holy Al Yankovic. Well, no. <laughs> Holy uh, shit! It's 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 Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Do the Tarzan song. It's such an interesting... You know, this happens to me all the time. I introduce myself as Weird Al Yankovic. And people immediately know that I'm Phil Collins because I reference a Paul Simon song. Um, yes, it's me. It's me. Hi. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like to... I put on my Weird Al wig. I come out here and I meet the fans. Um, it's just something that I do for fun. I knew it Are you okay? With a P. I, I knew it started with a P. I just fucked it up. God damn it. He, he's just All very right. excited. He's a big Phil Collins fan. I'm a big Phil hey. Collins fan. No, it's I, I get it all the time. I appreciate it. Um, I heard you guys uh, saying you, you bought tickets for this show eight months ago and you're still standing out here waiting to get in? Yeah, it doesn't start for another 20 minutes. I'm really cold or hot depending on what season it is. Well, if you didn't buy VIP tickets, uh, you you look like two nice guys. I, I say, you know, take these uh, badges and come with me. Let's go backstage. Wait, Phil Al Yankovic, you know the violinist? Yeah, I know it's Zach Perlman. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that was a relationship. All right, yeah, yeah, let's go no, backstage. I, he is actually, if you listen to In the Air Tonight, he is very, very deep in the mix through the entire thing. Oh, is he? Yeah, you can really hear it on the on the surround uh, box set that we're working on, uh, but happen to have an advanced copy right here backstage for you. Ooh. Thank you, Weird Al Collins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and uh, please help yourself to, you know, we've got a, a ton of veggie trays. Uh, of course, this is this tour is sponsored by Shoprite, so we've got nothing but veggie trays. It's all carrots and celery, ranch dressing. You know the very best. Oh, and is this a commercial for Shoprite then? Not a commercial, a sponsorship. Oh. Uh, what I did want to ask you guys about, though, full disclosure, I recognized you. I know that you guys are the hosts. Of everybody loves everybody loves Raymond. How'd you recognize us? No one knows what we look like. We well, have just an audio-only podcast. I happened to my tour bus uh, happened to be rolling through town at the same time as the 
Winnerago was rolling through town, so I peeked in the window, saw you, committed your faces to memory, and hoped against all hope that you would show up to my concert here at the Lynbrook um, uh, Christian Men's Center. You knew that we were going to show up. I didn't know. I hoped. This is... I can't explain to you how excited I am right now. To the violinist? I'm very excited. I mean, we're excited to meet you. I'm a huge fan of Weird Al and Phil Collins at the same time. This is fantastic. And presumably it's Zach Perlman. And, and yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I, so, I mean, that's very, very kind of you. Um, you know, if you wanted to support us more, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, I do. I can only you, give you so many veggie trays. I would love to support you somehow, some other way. Well, why well you know yeah. what? Mike, tell him. You know what we like a lot more than veggie trays? Cash. And you know how you can give us cash? You can sign up for the uh, for the for the Baronis Zonus at uh, postfund.org/donate. Uh, the Baron, are you, you're familiar with the Baronis Zonus since you're such a super fan, right? I am familiar. I do have to admit, I've seen, I've heard you guys talk about the Baronis Zonus, but. This tour's been so busy. I'm opening for this famous violinist. I'm doing my all bongos set, um, which is really only good on In the Air tonight. But I, I just haven't had time. And isn't it very expensive and you have to lock into a long-term contract? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what, what, what my friend here is trying to say is absolutely not. Uh, you, you can pay any amount you want, as little as $1, one time and get lifetime access to the Baronis Zonus. And you have access to an extra episode of Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond every single month. You'll have access to all of our past uh, Baronis Zonus episodes. Uh, yeah, like I said, just $1, as little as $1, you get a lifetime of free access. Of access. Well, that sounds absolutely incredible. And can I just say... Uh, hold on. Phil Collins' songs... That sounds Slow absolutely incredible. That sounds like a real groovy kind of love from the album Buster in 1988. Uh, truly, I mean, I can't stop loving you guys. Uh, you are my favorite podcast, and it's just it would be such an honor to go to postfund.org/donate and support you uh, with whatever I want. Then do it. I think I will, but first I've got to go out there and do a uh, rendition of Do They Know It's Christmas where I do all the voices uh, and then Itzhak comes out at the end and wails on that thing Charlie Daniels style. Oh, Charlie Daniels is here too. Make sure you say hi. They're going to do oh, a uh, they're going to do a duet on Easy Lover, which is one of my songs, but I'll be backstage for, at that. That's point. a really big that's a really big night. Uh, well, listen. It Phil. is a big night for the Limbrook Christian Men's Center, isn't it? It sure is. Uh, Phil, I, I I appreciate you you taking the time. I don't know if we'll if we'll get a chance to see each other after the show, but just know that till then you'll be uh, you'll be in my heart. Well, let me just say I'm not gonna be calling the law offices of Romano and Romano because there's no way I'm Sue Sue Dioing you. <laughs> Welcome back to Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. We're here in the recreational vehicle. We're talking about, I'm Adam. We're talking about that I'm Adam and that that's Alex. Hi, I'm and, Cozy. And that's Mike. Alex is basking Hello. in the afterglow of uh, his 
um, his time with 35 elves in his bed. We don't need to get into we it. We don't need to again. talk anymore about that, but we are going to talk about season two, episode 18 of Everybody Loves Raymond, which is called The Family Bed. Um, I would like to ask Alex what his overall impression of the episode was, and so I will. Alex, what was your overall impression of the episode? Well, given my personal experience, five people in a bed seems like nothing at all. <laughs> um, the episode itself, not a great one for Ray. Uh, there were a couple nope. times that I did actually laugh out loud. There are a couple like one-liners that really did get me. Um, but aside from that, it's a pretty average episode. Another kind of Ray digging his own grave type episode. Um, mm-hmm. it felt a little, I, this was a, probably one of the first ones that I kind of started feeling the formula a little bit where Ray kind of just trying to, uh, get out of a funk that is caused just by a normal kind of family, uh, event. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Not, not, okay. not, not one I'm going to remember. Not a stone cold classic for you, Mike. I weirdly walked away with the, with the distinction in my mind oh, that was an all right filler episode and then i had to take a minute and say there's no overarching plot this cannot be a filler episode because they're all filler episodes but it kind of had that thing of like kind of what adam what alex was saying is it, it was kind of it was fine it had some some good laughs the, the kids were very cute but outside of that i mean like it's like you know it was kind of a forgettable episode that was just just kind of my my thought on it yeah. How about you, Adam? I'm going to agree with the general sentiment that this is not one of the standout classic episodes. Um, you know, it's no scruples. It's no um, Italy. It's it's not one that I, I would imagine that people think about or that would be on, like, the top ten list of episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, there are some genu- genuinely funny lines there is very barely a plot um but i think it's the value in this episode to say something nice about it is has been rare up to this point that we get a episode about the kids True. like it's there are episodes where they're not in the show in, at all um and mm-hmm. you know the twins don't really factor into this very much but it's it's pretty much an episode about Ray, Deborah, and Allie that everyone else comes in and out of. I don't, um, Adam, I don't even know if this episode's really about Allie. It really just feels like she's a plot device, and it's really about Raymond and Deborah. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. Allie is used as a plot device here because we don't get a very deep exploration of Ray and Deborah's relationship either. What is their conflict? Ray, you know, doesn't want to cave to Allie and Deborah is like, we should just cave to Allie. Mm -hmm. Um, There's nothing like deeper there. Regardless, you know, even though it's a surface level one, I I do like that the kids are at least figuring more prominently in this episode because we've had a lot of Ray Robert episodes. We've had a lot of um, Ray Deborah episodes and we've had a lot of Deborah and Marie episodes. Um, But we, you know, haven't given the kids uh, their own, like, vehicle yet, their own big episode, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm glad that they did that. 
execution-wise, it's probably, you know, fine. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with this. This, this is a C-plus episode overall. And we'll talk about how Ray himself is, um, may or may not be C+. I don't know what C+. Is that like 6 on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, no, it's it's a solid 5. Yeah. I'd say it's like it's like very, very average, and 6 is above average for Ray. Okay. So it may be a C-plus performance for Ray. We don't know yet, but we do know that we're going to start with our cold open like we always do. Uh, not as cold as previous cold opens. It's no, not no snow. snowing anymore. No snow. Woo, it's melting. The, the, it's spring. The blizzard has passed. Um, We're really keeping on track with like our real world of the plot weather. Of these, which yeah, is impressive. We and Ray are moving through the seasons at the same time. Look at us. I feel more connected to him now than I ever do. Uh, did before. It's not snowing, but we are at Ray and Deborah's house. Uh, Ray and Deborah are in bed, and they're sleeping, and then we hear Ray yelp and fall out of the bed. Uh, Deborah's like, what's going on? He says, you kicked me. Uh, he says she kicked him right in the garden of good and evil. Um, Which was funny. I What I think is very funny about this scene is that he is continually in pain for the duration of <laughs> <Yep>. it. <laughs> so Deborah takes the covers off, reveals that it's Allie in there who slept in their, who has slept in their bed every night. And then she says, Ray, is there anything I can do as he's on the floor in pain? And he says, you can learn to love half a man, which again, very funny. I thought it was fun. thought it was a classic, classic cold open, uh, anti-gravity opening, and then we cut to Ray and Deborah cleaning up the living room. There's toys everywhere. Uh, Deborah says something like, "Shouldn't we should just uh, make it a landfill or something?" Um, but she's she says, "Remind me again. Why did we have the children?" Uh, Ray says, "Cause I'm a sexy, sexy man." I thought this was gonna be a cute scene. What's um, that? <laughs> they get. <laughs> They, they start. They start doing. They start throwing toys at each other, which which can be. It's, it's kind it of fun. It's kind of cute. Playfully, and then yeah. they get too into it, and it's, <laughs> you know, thank God they're soft toys. He's not chucking a Tonka truck at her head, but <laughs> um, but then Allie, we see that Allie is standing on the sh- on the stairs, and she tells Ray that he shouldn't throw toys. Um, they ask her why she's still awake. Uh, and she wants to sleep in their bedroom. Um, I like Ray's line of, you have a beautiful Swedish bed that took Daddy three days to put together. I uh, love that Ikea is still a thing back in the 90s. I didn't, but that's uh, that's great. Yeah, I, I, that was very funny. I feel like Ikea jokes uh, are more prominent in the 2000s, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. I know Ikea has been around in like in Sweden from like the 50s, but... Um, oh, wow. I guess they kind of just fell out of vogue to make uh, jokes about yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, this is, it seemed um, unique to have a an Ikea joke in the 90s. But yeah, she has to sleep in their bedroom, and she says that she's afraid of monsters in her room, and Deborah kind of caves immediately and says okay you can sleep in our room um she goes upstairs and ray is like what are we gonna do about this what do the parenting books say um deborah has a line that says you know it's they they all say very different things and it's all very confusing yeah i will say i feel weird 
weighing in too much here because I know absolutely jack shit about parenting, especially young kids in this kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously, a period of wanting to sleep with the parents, I think that that's pretty normal. But, you know, I also understand the instinct of it can't it can't last forever. It can't last significantly. So I don't know who's in the right. I don't know who's in the wrong. Maybe Ray's instinct to kick her out and get her to be independent is good. Maybe the coddling is better. Who knows? I just... Yeah, we are not children as far... <laughs> you want to try that again? No, we I want to stand by that statement. We are not children, uh, and as such, we don't have children. Um, so we can't... Although I think, Mike, you're waiting on some tests, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't yeah, need age to... tests. Did you pee on the stage AIDS yet? test? Age tests oh I to find to out how, if you're a child i need to find i don't know how old i am yeah exactly i need to find out find out if i'm legal yet uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we don't we're not parents so i i'm not gonna speak at all to the uh what gray and deborah should do in this um i think for me it's more about how they conduct themselves with each other that we're probably going to talk more about. Um, sure, yeah. I mean, it's not like we judge him as a husband and father. No, no. We we, we are, this is a Christian podcast. We don't judge nope. at all. <laughs> we turn the other yeah. cheek famously. Um, no, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's stuff to, to talk about there, but we can't say what's right, certainly. Um, but, yeah, Ray asks what the parenting books say, and... Uh, Deborah says that, you know, they say different things. They're very confusing. Why don't you just read the damn books? Ray, I liked Ray's line of, well, if they're too confusing for you. He's got a point. He's got a point. Deborah is the brains of the relationship. I like that he acknowledges it. I I feel like it goes against this sort of sitcom trope husband who thinks he's always right. I kind of like that Ray is sort of the... um, I don't want to say beta male because that is that connotes a weird energy, but like he is yeah, the yeah. he knows his place in the relation. He knows yeah. his strengths, I should say. He but knows he, yeah. what he does well, and he knows what Deborah does well, and he's perfectly happy letting Deborah do the finances, letting Deborah do the parenting books. Like I think that is nice to see, and I think that runs counter to the the typical like. Um, Al Bundy, like you know, I'm the man, and what I say goes. Right, thing. but but we do um, right, right. we do know that he is, he he he, like you know, he says that about himself mainly just to avoid reading. Oh yeah, that's also true. It's a cover for his laziness, absolutely. Um, Ray says that uh, he can't go to work like this, like Ali keeping them up every night, and Deborah says, "What about me?" And Ray almost says what you don't have to uh, and uh and stops himself from saying that deborah doesn't work uh and immediately backpedals on that i i i'm gonna be honest i thought this was a very very yeah. this is a funny moment i'm glad he caught just the immediate like the well just the immediate like i can see the shoe entering my mouth as <laughs> i'm speaking i got a reverse course <laughs> i thought that was i thought that was a very funny bit yeah, yeah. well acted actually very very nice mm-hmm. A good end to that scene, too. I think Deborah might go upstairs or something. But anyway, we cut to the Barone house, Marie and Frank's house. Robert's in the kitchen. Uh, Marie's in the kitchen. Or Marie comes into the kitchen. 
No, Marie's in the kitchen. She calls for Frank through the kitchen door to come get his eggs before they're cold. Um, and it's and been half an hour. She, yeah. And uh, Marie is like, uh, if he thinks I'm going to heat those eggs up for him, he's got another thing coming. Da, da, da. And Robert is like hyping her up. He's like, yeah, you tell him, Ma. Well, um, he's also very disinterested. I think he just knows the routine at yeah. this point. Yeah, that is definitely. Uh, also, can I can I point out details? Yeah, the so bullshit the new, details. The thing I thought of was the newspaper, but I'm curious yeah. whether the eggs moved across the table. <laughs> they or did. Where they, they did. were. No, I'm also I'm also thinking about the newspaper. Mm-hmm. I was trying to. Every time the newspaper comes up, I try to see like if I can pinpoint a date that the newspaper is from. I was not able to do that. Hmm. I didn't get a clear enough shot of it, but. We did see a behind-the-back shot, and we, I was like, oh, I wonder what Robert is reading. He's reading very intensely throughout the scene. Adam, I think that you might have paid attention. Alex, did you notice what he was reading? Mike, I don't I pay attention to this notice. show. He was reading, not like an article or anything. He had the pages open to the TV guide, and he was just very <laughs> intently reading the Each TV guide. Channel. Yeah, That feels like what an intentional that? choice. I just... I was just kind of thinking of just like, he is so into this. How do you, I, uh, I, you're, I you're right. would not be surprised if Robert memorizes the TV guide for the day. <laughs> that, might, yeah, yeah. that might be part of his move. Maybe that's part of the, because we know he has to read the entire newspaper twice yeah. uh, after tapping his chin with the paper 12 times. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's why it takes him so long. He's got to read it, yeah. read every single channel start to like uh, from 12 a.m to 12 p.m yeah vice versa that's what i was looking to see or i registered i didn't actively look for it but we established in the previous episode the one before that uh he uh he reads the newspaper twice and taps his chin with it between readings uh i don't think we had a shot of him doing that um but we don't we don't see him finish the paper. Yeah, so we have to assume his routine was interrupted there. But uh, yeah, it occurred. It, it's something I'm going to pay attention to every time Robert is uh, reading a newspaper, which I have to imagine happens every episode from here on. Pretty close in. to it. Okay, pretty close to it. He he loves it. He's a regular uh, Mort Saul. Um, Reference. Ray. Yeah, so Robert is hyping her up uh, kind of passively. Um, And then Ray comes in. He's complaining about his back is being sore. He says, uh, you know, he doesn't want to get kicked again uh, in the bed. And Marie says, a married couple should never go to bed angry, which is a fine joke about her thinking that Deborah kicked him. Um, and then Robert's tag on that of not a hard and fast rule in this house. Uh, Very is good. Pretty funny. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's a good, 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 good one, too. Uh, and then uh, Ray explains the situation. Frank comes in and uh, he sits down. He's got his cold plate effects. And he just starts eating them. I, I love this bit so much. He's like, they're fine. They're great. Uh, and then Marie is so frustrated uh, at his obstinance or whatever this is or like his um the fact that he's eating his eggs cold and not doing anything about it 
uh, just grabs them and heats them up without being asked. Hilarious. She's so infuriated yeah. with him about it, and he is so smug. Like he knew he knew that that was his plan from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, don't know, because it. I felt like the way he was acting that scene, like I could have gotten the sense that Frank truly doesn't care, and that's baffling I think he to Marie. I think he would have eaten them all, mm-hmm. but I also think that, like, I think he would have eaten them cold, but I also think that he knew, like, yeah, she's going to heat him up even no, no matter what. And, yeah, he won the interaction. Like, there's no question about it, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of heating and eating, or eating and heating, uh, hey, yo. Ray asks hey, yo. Marie if uh, she still has that heating pad, uh, and Robert's like, you don't need that. Uh, he he says, I'll crack your back. He gets up and just grabs Ray full body, uh, like wrestling move style, and starts lifting him up. And I uh, I was uncomfortable because I didn't, I like Marie did not want Robert to sever Ray's spine. And the thought of like your spine being manhandled like that made me squirm a little bit i'm also not a fan because that's this is something that people will do to each other just like oh yeah i'll crack your back put your you know that like i there are people that will swear by it and claim it's very relaxing it is not something i've ever enjoyed nope not a fan no. i'm right it there seems, with you guys it seems i don't know if it's possible that's I, i've seen it in movies like when oh you can jason crack. statham breaks somebody's neck like i feel like that might happen to me <laughs> If I go to the chiropractor or something, um, I don't know about. I don't know if it's to that extreme. I, it, I, feel, I feel like, like I'm gonna get her. assassinated if I go to the chiropractor, <laughs> and There's he comes up behind me man. and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna crack your back now," and then just snaps <laughs> my neck. The FBI hitman for Adam Rudy has been Why waiting at a the... chiropractor's office for decades now. Just like he's gotta come in one of these days. It's gonna happen. Why do you think the FBI is like you? I'm on their side. I'm I'm a uh, uh, friend of the police. <laughs> I'm on our side. I should say, <laughs> Adam, you you just gotta tap out, man. Okay. <laughs> um, Adam's canceled. Everybody. I'm not that's, a that's friend that's of the police. <laughs> um, Marie intervenes she's getting all up in their business uh or she's trying marie is trying to stop robert from cracking ray's back she's slapping at him you'll sever his spine uh and then robert lets ray go uh how do you feel uh or something or is that better and ray says no uh and he's like okay i'll go get the heating pad um (laughs) and then frank as robert leaves Frank tells Ray that he looks awful. Uh, Ray explains the situation. Marie thinks that it's Deborah's cooking, keeping Allie up with indigestion all night. So funny to me. <laughs> so funny that she finds just another way to bring up the fact that Deborah's not that good of a cook. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Uh, such a classic Marie line. Um, and Ray says, oh, no, it's fine. It's Well, it's not Deborah's cooking, first of all, but... You know, they have the books. They're going to figure this out. Marie and Frank are very dismissive of the parenting books. They never used any books. Uh, Their uh, parents never used any books. Ray has a pretty funny line of, oh, good, I come from a long line of illiterates. Mm -hmm. There's Um, a lot you could have got done with that setup. mm -hmm. Uh, And then Robert comes back as they're talking about this and uh, 
tells them, remembers fondly what Marie used to do when he had trouble sleeping. He says, uh, you would give me a warm cup of that colored sugar water. It would put me right out. And Frank just deadpans, that was booze. Uh, which is absolutely <laughs> in character for them, very, I feel like. Yeah, very, um, right. uh, Frank has the line, a, sh- a stiff shot of Sambuca and it's lights out Bobby. Uh, and then Robert, aghast, you gave me liquor. Marie, not liquor, dear, liqueur. <laughs> Very That's funny. Good. I just, I just love the, I, I just love the this idea so much yeah. that Robert like puts all of his faith and hope and is just utterly betrayed time in, time out. Everything Robert thinks was good about his childhood is actually incredibly not good. Another reason for him to talk to a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robert and Marie storm out arguing. Ray get he gets up from the table. He says, I'm going to go home and go to bed. And Frank tells him that uh, Allie sleeping in the bed will affect the marriage. Very sort of obliquely referring to, in a, in a way that's very, um, I feel like, chaste for this show, basically saying you can't screw your wife if Allie's in the bed all the time. That's actually a good point. It's typically a lot less subtle than that when they yeah. talk about good old sex. Yeah. Uh, he says that he used to force Ray out of their bed. He used to say, Marie, take him back. Um, he says, you can't coddle your children. Something to the effect of, because um, if you coddle them, you let them out and they come right back. On cue, Robert walks in. He's still arguing with Marie um, and, you know, arguing about different lies that she's told him. Remember the ice cream truck? You told me the music meant they were out of ice cream. <laughs> Which is actually really funny. Yeah, it's really that funny. might be my favorite line in the episode. <laughs> really, really funny. Because <laughs> uh, you can believe it. Um, I can. So we cut to Ray and Deborah sleeping. The first of many Ray and Deborah sleeping scenes in this episode, uh, or the second, I should say. Uh, we hear Allie off screen calling for Ray. And Deborah tells Ray to go. They go back and forth. And Ray says he's trying the tough love plan. Deborah points out that the tough love plan and the daddy does nothing plan are very similar. Ray says that's what drew me to it initially, which I thought was a good. He line. said it very earnestly yeah, yeah, too, which yeah. I thought was funny. Deborah turns the light on. Back and forth, she gets up to go, and Ray tries to keep <laughs> her to going, going so far as to grab her by the ankle. <laughs> As she's trying to get out of bed, she could have fallen face first into the nightstand, broke her skull open. No, he doesn't just has matter. To... This would become a very doesn't different matter. show. You do what you gotta do. Allie can't be can't be comforted right now. No. Um, Ray tries to, you know, he's like, you know, we gotta do the tough love plan. Deborah's like, forget it. I'm going to go sleep in Allie's room. Uh, she takes her pillow and she goes. We cut to the next morning. Uh, living room. Ray comes downstairs. Oh wait, yeah. You, you skipped to the very endearing moment where Ray was like, oh, "I can't sleep if I'm by myself." Oh, yeah. Just like, and then we yeah, revisit I, that uh, yeah. in the following scene. Uh, yeah, Allie and the twins are on the couch. Uh, Ray comes downstairs. They're in a a ball of. They're in a great mood, full of energy. Uh, and then he goes into the kitchen. Uh, you know visibly tired acting tired deborah says don't even act tired uh since she had to sleep in the swedish rack 
Uh, and Deborah, uh, Ray says, I didn't sleep either. As we saw in the previous scene, he claims that he can't sleep without Deborah. He's gotten used to her nose whistle. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that they go back and forth about that for a little bit. And, uh, you know, basically we can see nerves are frayed. People are tired. Uh, I think we can all relate to that. We've all been tired. Uh, Mike famously hasn't slept uh, in seven. Is it 72 now? 72 hours, yeah. Okay. It's because he's doing the challenge. Yeah, you're doing yeah. the everybody loves every. You have to. You, you know, there's only 61 or so hours at this point, right? Yeah, but then you restart and you listen to the first 10 again. Yeah. <laughs> this time doesn't count. By ah, the, the way. best episodes of our show. Um, <laughs> we uh, got worse with time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then we go into like a completely different discussion, but it's, it's not totally separate because it's illustrating the dynamic that's going on here. But Ray takes a, a jar of juice out of the refrigerator and he says the cap didn't pop. Um, when you, in case you've never, you know, had a snapple or something like, uh, or opened a jar. <laughs> Do I need to explain this? No, Maybe. I don't think it. I think I think the majority of people know whether what, what some what people is happening here. might. We have listeners all over the world. <laughs> Maybe they don't have jars. Dude, who doesn't have a jar? Hey, all right. So here's the no thing. Judgment. The seal. The seal was broken. It was like he. he so he went to Deborah and was like, "Hey, did you uh, did you sip from the soup from the from the juice? The soup." And she said, shut, "Shut up." Uh, and she said, and she goes, no. And he says, well, the seal is broken or the, the it's, it didn't pop. And basically, so he's, he goes on a rant about how they have tainted juice in the house because Deborah didn't check before she put it in the, uh, in the thing. And Deborah, it, it was, I thought this was a very funny back and forth. Agreed. And yeah. I thought the line at the end where Deborah was like, I, I had some already he said, was it popped when you, when you opened? And she says, I don't remember and he looks at the the jar the the um the juice very earnestly and says, "I'll wait and see what happens yeah. to you." I thought that was a great line. Yeah. Ray is more upset that the juice is loose than Mar. Ray is more upset that the juice is loose than Marsha Clark. We'll keep that one That's- in. Put it on. Yeah, clip it. Clip it. That's it. That's my joke. We did it, guys. Comedy's <laughs> over. Did you notice that I didn't say anything for a while because I was making sure that I was going to get that name right? And you sure did, Adam. <laughs> I didn't notice it, but now I'm going to every single time that uh, that I listen to this podcast again. Right. The next challenge. Next yeah. challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, no, he says, I'm not drinking that. I'll see what happens to you. Uh, Deborah says that, um, you know, Ray needs to sleep in Allie's room tonight. Um because she had to and she feels terrible. Ray says he can. He's got a big day tomorrow, uh, which we never, I don't think we find out what it is. I think it might just be Ray lying. Work. Um, yeah. And Deborah says, you know what, Ray? Tough love. Uh, you know, really, really intentional. Yeah, she, she was going to say shit. Yeah, she was going to say shit. Um, which you cannot say or could not at the maybe you can like post watershed say uh shit on CBS. I truly don't know because I do not watch CBS. 
I would be surprised if that was allowed. She said tough love instead of tough shit. That's the kind of joke that feels very C+. plus. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we leave that scene. We cut to Allie's room. Oh, I, also, yeah. this is another... Sorry. This Please. is another continuity thing that bugged me. The juice? Uh, no, no, not the juice. Currently March, right? Uh, or sometime very early, very early spring. Um, sun is up. Sun is very up. Deborah says, I got to take the girl, the, the kids to school. How late is it that the sun is already well in the air and you got to take the kids to school? School starts at like 8 a.m. Why are you the, the, that, the time when you're leaving? The sun's already it, the sun's maybe rising. It's not all the way up at that point. May, it doesn't make sense. May not have been daylight savings times yet. Do you know for sense. a fact and you may that Limbrook Elementary School opens at 8 a.m.? I actually do know this for a fact. It opens at nine. It opens at nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mike. I remember from when I was a kid. All right. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Well, you know, maybe this was a weird year for the sun. Maybe it was a you know like Norwegian like extended nighttime thing happening in Limbrook in 1998. We we would have to go look at the weather, um, but we just don't have time to do that right now. So you might be right, Mike. This is me trying to make him feel better. Um, thank you. That's very kind. So we cut to Allie's room. I love the way that this shot or this scene is, is shot. Um, Ray is saying goodnight to Allie. He's being very nice, um, and fatherly. And then he gets up, goes, crosses over to the door. Camera moves with him and reveals Marie standing in like her coat, uh, just standing there (laughs) at the door. Um, Ray's plan is to, Prove to Deborah that Allie doesn't need anyone to sleep with her by having Marie in there without Deborah's knowledge sleeping this, with her. This is clearly not a long-term solution, nope. nor is it a good solution. But I mean, hey, it, this actually seemed a little bit out of character for Raymond for me, if I'm being completely honest with you. Why? If because most of the other episodes we see him actually be he doesn't do it well but he seems to actually be somewhat aware that you know like there he's he it's kind of him trying to ride the boundary between deborah wanting marie out and marie desperately wanting in this is the I'm not going to say this is the first time but it seems like that was that's been the main conflict for most of the episodes him actively inviting marie in is seems like a step that's a little bit i don't know it's a little bit different than most of the other conflicts it's it's not a it's not a i gotta do this to make my mother feel better it's a mom fix it for me and that's a different kind of vibe but also mike you gotta remember that at this point they're ray's exhausted yeah yeah the sleep deprivation he's gonna do anything for for a good sleep um the I think that's a good point though, and it it seems weird that he invited his known his his mother who he knows to be invasive and meddling into his house to be involved in this plot uh that he's trying to dupe his wife with. Um so I don't I wouldn't say it's out of character. I would say it seems like a progression in his character towards eventually, you know, staircasing his wife. I don't um, know what that what that is in reference to. Actually, I don't know the episode you're referring to. Uh, I don't think he, does he actually try to mur- does staircase Deborah. Um, does he try to murder Deborah at some point in the show? 
Yeah, I think it, 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 this is a the step towards a progression. If the show were to continue, I feel like we would see Ray Behind kill bars. his wife. Yeah. <laughs> go to jail. That's a, hard, that's a hot take for you. Yeah, a gritty Ray, reboot. And I live here in prison. <laughs> the, my mother has the cell next to me. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> and my brother is her is her cellmate. <laughs> now, some people have poor treatment in, in, in prison, but not me because everybody uh, lo- the all the prisoners clanging their uh, little tin yeah. cups against them. <laughs> everybody loves Raymond. Gritty reboot of Raymond where they all go to prison. <laughs> Um, that that's what I'd like to see more than Allie's kids. I'll be real. <laughs> um, not to make light of the carceral system. Uh, this is I'm no, playing I just, Schneider's I just want a advocate hard here. Yeah, I, I just want to make I just want to make a hard turn for for the for the reboot of Everybody Loves Raymond. Everybody's yeah, yeah, tuning yeah. in expecting that, and I just want I just want Orange is the New Black, <laughs> but uh, but Raymond. Uh, yeah. So. Marie is in Allie's bedroom. Ray's plan is to show Deborah Allie doesn't need us to sleep uh, with her uh, while actually having Marie in the bedroom sleeping with her. Marie uh, is like, all right, great plan, and then is about to leave. Ray says, where are you going? She says, she's going to the bathroom. Ray initially doesn't want her to, but uh, breaks down, lets her go, uh, which is the right thing to do, of course. And then he says, no humming. I went back and rewound to see if this is a thing that is established earlier in the episode. It's not, right? No, no, no. It's no, no. purely invented tell. in this moment that Marie hums while going to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, so we cut to from there, uh, Ray and Deborah's bedroom, and uh, Ray comes in. He's getting in bed. Deborah thought that he was going to spend the night in Allie's room, and he says that he told her that she can come in if she needs to, but he thinks that his talk did the trick. Um, They turn the light off and go to sleep, uh, and nice little bit of, a nice little beat with them sleeping, and then Deborah says, Ray, do you hear humming? Uh, Ray's Ray's sitting up in bed being like, that's the pipes, Uh, that's outside. Uh, You know what, I don't hear anything, is... uh, that's a pretty good. funny reaction to that. Uh, the detail of Marie humming in the bathroom seems to have been purely invented for this, this one line, this yeah. one moment, which I I hope and pray that it continues through the show. I don't know it if won't. it will. It won't. I it doubt won't. it will. Um, it seems like a very specific trait to introduce for this one joke. Uh, Ray, it, wasn't even the, like it, was yeah. a, it was a fun joke, but it wasn't. It that was a good. fun joke. It was just confusing because I was like, "Are we supposed to know that Marie is just humming away in the bathroom all the time?" Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't remember that from any previous episode. Um, at any rate, uh, Deborah gets up. She thinks it might be Allie, uh, and this is when Ray calms her down or tries to calm her down. He says, oh, "I sang to her. I read to her. I sang Frere Jacques." And uh, she drifted off to sleep. Um, but Deborah, anyway, starts to get up to, you know, go say goodnight to Allie because she was so 
worn out that she forgot to or something. I did not write that down in detail. Uh, But Ray convinces her not to. Uh, So we cut to later that night, same room, bedroom. They're sleeping. A knock at the door. Uh, Ray immediately thinks it's Marie. uh, So starts covering by saying it's Allie. And he says, go back to sleep. And then Frank just bursts in. (laughs) Where's Marie? Hilarious. Uh, He got back from the lodge and he can't find her. Where's Marie? Allie runs in at that point and is screaming Screaming about grandma turning into a monster. Uh, Marie comes in with cold cream on her face, uh, looking fairly ghostly. I don't know, monster. Some probably some skincare routine. Her kid that was already nervous about monsters. I can get it. She's also, I mean, to be fair, she's wearing like a black cloak, like the Grim Reaper. Uh, That's true too. Yeah, it's she's not helping. Um, but uh, Frank, seeing Marie, says, "Why are you sleeping over here tonight?" And everyone turns and looks at Ray like they all immediately you know figure out that it's Ray and Ray (laughs) Ray starts to lie (laughs) he's like no no yes yes yeah he admits almost immediately uh he's just so done yeah I just love the everybody turns to him he's just like we're waiting (laughs) I just love that like just like playing that was a great like playing dumb moment yeah it was a like I, I couldn't imagine him getting out of that. Yeah, no, no, he couldn't. I don't know how he could have talked his way out of that, um, especially sleep deprived. I imagine he just was so exhausted in that moment he just gave up. I got this. Um, Frank and Marie start like yelling at each other that she wasn't there. She says she left a note on her pillow that she was going to sleep over there tonight, and uh, and then it culminates in Frank very sweetly but also screaming at the top of his lungs saying that he can't sleep without marie uh much in the same way that ray can't sleep without deborah which is cute yeah it's uh they leave deborah tells Allie to go to her rooms uh room so that she can talk to ray uh and then ray in a uh, move that continues into the hot clothes uh ray says oh she doesn't have to go she's scared uh, using her as a human using her shield. as a shield and then the twins conveniently walk in at that moment and jump on the bed the only time we see them this episode no they were on the couch in the living room oh were they oh, I yeah correct. doing okay. the exact same thing that they they do in this scene yeah uh great day for the, them yeah good, good they just get up day. and they jump on the bed uh and then that's there so kids in the bed Ray's like yeah plenty of good seats still available come in uh just using his children to distract his wife from his duplicity and uh then we go to our hot clothes which is literally just you know more of this Michael scene. Jeffrey jumping on the bed mm-hmm. yeah it's this scene continuing for another 30 seconds and General Ruckus and then Ray saying the title of the episode ah the family bed and that's it. um and that's it. So I was kind of you. You make fun of it. I was kind of okay with that as the hot clothes, not because it was like, like I I get your complaint, but it was cute. It was a cute moment, and I'm glad yeah, they kept it going. But it didn't uh, add to the plot in any way. No, but what else would you have them do? I would Cry. like Ray to learn a lesson. <laughs> what is it? No, come, what are you? What kind of show are you watching? Come on. Come um, on. my hot clothes is, uh, you know what? A nice way to do it would be. 
we saw all the ruckus of them, you know, jumping around. Let's just do 30 seconds. The room is dark. The entire family is sleeping in the bed. That's easy. That's too sweet. That could have been That's cute. That's too sweet. Oh, with the music over it, it, that would be nice. I would have liked it if, actually, now I'm thinking about it, I would have loved it if we pan over all the kids are asleep, Deborah's asleep, and Raymond's up terrified about of what Deborah's going to do to him when she wakes <laughs> up. That could have actually been a fun, or a fun little bit. kids <laughs> are like laying in between them and Deborah is staring daggers at Ray who's yeah, pretending yeah. to be asleep and like we see him like peeking. I think that could be, we are really good at this. Yeah. Um, can, yeah. So let's, let's reboot Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> let's restart this podcast. So Ray's in his prison cell and he's <laughs> peeking. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. I mean, it's a short, like not a lot happens in this. It, it takes place over one night. As far as I can tell, one or two nights. Two nights. Yeah, something um, like that. And pretty much just resol- revolves around sleeping. Um, but that's the episode. And so we should turn to our classic barometer. Um, yes. You know, we are working hard. Uh, we are, we've we booted up the Lenovo, or we boot up the Lenovo after this. We write and write our our research paper mm. for Limbrook University. Our professors would be proud. Our professor our our advisors and our our dissertation supervisors um the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation who are funding I'm sorry the the uh Will and Melinda Gates Foundation no relation. No relation. Mm, foundation no relation. The no Will and Belinda. <laughs> yeah, the Will and Belinda <laughs> The Will and Belinda Bates Foundation, no relation, um, is funding this along with, of course, a generous grant from Limbrook University. We are gearing towards this big study, blockbuster study, what Raymond means for masculinity. Um, Baby, is this real? Um, So it's a scale from one to ten on which we rate Ray's performance as a husband, brother, son, father, sleeper, etc., and uh, one is the bad men of television history. Your Walter Whites and Don Drapers, men who actively harm their families. And ten is the great sitcom dads: Uncle Phil, Danny Tanner, Carl Winslow. Mike, give me another one. The uh, 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 Alex, give uh, me another one. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That sounded like a fake laugh, but it was me processing each implication of that <laughs> uh, let me know what you find there i just said what i without thinking gomez adams oh that's a great gomez one gomez adams yeah definitely right, a Mike. good husband i don't know if he's yeah. is he a good father i, I mean, mean he does for, let his children torture each other so but maybe they not. like but that. it's what they want but yeah yeah, yeah. True. but that is a guy who if you sold it's good to screw your wife t-shirts that <laughs> guy's buying buy five <laughs> You have, one for one every for work every, day. Yeah. <laughs> Buy him for his kids. Anyway, Anyway, Alex, where's Ray coming in for you on this episode? Uh, he's not great. Uh, <laughs> Do you need to go back to sleep? Do we need to have the elves bring you back? No, it's okay. Your, okay. Uh, he, 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 I feel like Ray was pretty freaking selfish in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. 
He took the advice from his parents that would be most convenient for him. I mean, like the idea of like, oh, you know, like tough love can't come in here. And obviously, like he said in the actual episode, the initial factor is like, oh, you do nothing and your kid learns a lesson. Yeah, everyone wins. Um, and, and, and like we mentioned, we don't know the correct answer here for this kind of problem. And I don't I don't know what I would do in this situation. Probably cry. Um, <laughs> but as for kind of how he responded to it, he was just a whiny little baby the entire time until. But uh, no, he he didn't. No one won. Maybe the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he didn't help the situation. He just uh, kind of dragged it all out without actually looking for solutions. Bad Bray. Bad job. Four and a half. Ooh. That's way higher than I thought you were going. All right. It's still. I mean, you know, he didn't, you know, do anything bad at a funeral or anything like that. <laughs> or what What did we just do that was his all-time low? I truly don't remember. There was Three one point was something. atrocious. No, it was like one point something. Yeah, there was oh. one point something. Yeah, uh, well, I the mean, the checkbook, the checkbook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that he was, was where nowhere he destroyed near his family's financial finances. fraud. Yeah. He was yeah. he was nowhere near that. And I did give him a little bit of a break because I know what it's like to be sleep deprived. I make horrible decisions when I don't sleep. Yeah, so I kind of get it. You can't judge him too harshly from the point where he is sleep deprived. Um, Mike, how are you judging him though? Uh, I'm giving him a four. I'll keep it short and sweet. Lied to his parents. He, I did appreciate the act of espionage that he that he committed when bringing Marie into the house. But uh, all in all, yeah, bad, bad, Matt, bad move. Mostly towards the end there. I do understand the instinct to make his kid fall asleep on their own, though. I'm not gonna not gonna fault him for that. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a four because shitty dude, shitty move. But yeah, four. I'm feeling in that neighborhood as well. I think I might go 4.5 because I don't blame him for being sleep deprived. I think he could have not tried to fool his wife into thinking he's parenting their daughter. <laughs> um, looping Marie into it. Um, but he's also, I mean, he's fairly passive throughout the episode besides that. Um absolutely nothing happens and nothing changes in this episode really except for the marie being in the bedroom plot mm-hmm. um uh yeah i mean there's nothing to to really give him on this but just the fact that i feel like he was sleep deprived but took it out on deborah a little bit and tried to avoid the problem so i'm i'm going to give him a 4.5 all right. Well, that comes out to a total barometer for this episode of a 4.3. Uh, that's our average for Ray this episode. Feels right. That feels right to me. Um, speaking of this episode, it's over. So uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Barone Zone. You can email us. E- you can email us at Raymond at postfund.org. The Baronis Zonus, which is an extra episode every month is at postfund.org slash donate, pay what you want. Um, Hey, you know what would really help us out is if you went to the podcast player of your choice, left us a review, um, particularly a positive one. Here's what we're willing to to do to incentivize you is um, if you leave us a five-star review, obviously we'll read it on on the air. Every show does that. But we wanted to go the extra mile. Uh... 
like we're known for doing. We're known for doing sort of like publicity stunts and that sort of thing. Um, so if you leave us a five-star review, we will give one person a free T-shirt. I just want to add, in the pilot episode of this series, our tagline was not giving any effort, minimal effort. <laughs> and now we're giving away a free T-shirt. I just We've come a long way, guys. Character development. Character we have come a long way. So if you leave us a five-star review, anyone who leaves us, leaves us a five-star review will have a chance to win the T-shirt. Alex, do you think this could be like a custom one-off t-shirt yeah, special for this person. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. You will get a one-of-a-kind t-shirt. I love how this keeps ramping up as we're figuring this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll get a one-of-a-kind on Mercedes-Benz. No, you'll get a one-of-a-kind <laughs> t-shirt. Um, We'll put your name on it. <laughs> you will never wear it because Number it will one be ridiculous. super fan on the back. <laughs> I won this Maybe t-shirt it'll be a, in a comment contest. You know, oh, there's so if many you're ideas the, we can do. If you're the winner... The worst episode of Everybody Loves Raymond beats the best day of court-ordered court <laughs> anger <laughs> management lessons. Perfect, just like that. You know, if you're the winner, we will give you the choice. If you want that on a t-shirt, we'll make it and send it to you, but we maybe maybe you just want it on a sticker or something that or you don't have to show to the world. ELR, we'll give ELR you a, we'll give a randomly selected t-shirt. person who leaves a five-star review on our podcast a piece of merch of their choice. That is an incredibly succinct way to do that, Mike, that I clearly am just physically incapable yeah adam you spent seven minutes saying what mike just said in 10 seconds what's wrong with you man i don't know i just can't i can't this is why this show is two and a half hours long yeah i can't this is why there's already a 96 hour challenge of this show (laughs) we're on season two boys we're not even through season two yeah exactly okay so yeah so that's the challenge thank you mike uh until then i think there's only one last thing to say isn't there mike Sure is, and that is our classic sign-off, everybody. Raymond, and we we love love you. you.